in Luke 23. It is a familiar chapter, and I said it went other night. I don't let the familiarity of the text just cause you to check out on the service. I want to look at it in a little bit different way tonight and want to do my best to mind him. Uh, Everybody found your place. Luke 23, verse 33. We're going to read one verse and then allow you to be seated. Luke 23, verse 33. This chapter on Calvary, Christ dying in our place. Look what the Bible says in verse 33. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, There they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. I'm interested in that little phrase where it says, as if this is a place like no other place. It says, when they were come to the place which is called Calvary. Father, we love you today. Help me to preach and apply the Holy Ghost. Give us liberty, Lord. I pray, God, that our, our, the Holy Ghost will get upon me and preach me with unction. Uh, help me, God, to encourage your people. And, Lord, uh, if somebody's, Lord, holding back at the crossroads of conviction, uh, I pray they'd run to the altar today, tonight, at this moment, uh, uh, before, this, before they leave, before the lights turn out, uh, and give their life to you. We'll give you glory. Uh, For all that you are, we'll praise you in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, you may be seated. If the Lord would help me tonight, I want to preach a a topical thought, but a a specific thought on this verse. And verse 33 where it says, they were come uh, to the place. Uh, They were come to the place which is called Calvary. Uh, There they crucified him. The Lord uh, has saw fit to specify this place. Uh, Calvary stands out as a center of all the purposes of God. Eternity intersects with time. Uh, At Calvary. Uh, Time is split at Calvary. Amen. That's why we know he's God manifest in the flesh. Amen. Uh, He was never a man trying to prove he was God. Uh, He was God who robed himself like a man. Uh, And so Calvary stands uh, at the center of all the purposes of God. Uh, Everything in the Old Testament points back to forward to Calvary. Everything uh, in the New Testament points back to Calvary. Amen. Our life starts at Calvary. It's fitting that around the cross men and women from all races, creeds and colors, backgrounds and pedigrees have come to meet in unity with one mind and one accord at the foot of the cross. If you ever come in contact with Calvary under conviction by the power of the Spirit of God, I guarantee you if you'll hit your knees, you'll get up a different person it represents the greatest of all places in the world it is the greatest of meeting places in the world notice with me this place is a place of revelation with wonder and amazement the centurion and them that were with him gathered around this cross they had officiated a multitude of deaths it was the cross death 
death uh, that Rome used most uh, most often uh, to put to death criminals uh, and in their mind being uh, uh, portrayed that way by the religious crowd uh, uh, Pilate said I find no fault in him uh, he said what is truth uh, and when if we if we could speak with a bullhorn through time we'd say you're looking at truth and you'll look all you want you'll never find fault with him uh, but that is a process that they went through. It is a, a means of death, of torture. It's one of the cursed deaths. In fact, it said anybody who died on the cross, it was a curse. And so it's no wonder, Brother Dale, that this cross is different from any other cross. No wonder the centurion and the soldiers that stood with him are standing there amazed and standing there gazing because this man is not cussing. This man is blessing. This man is not railing accusations when people spit on him and when people rail on him and when people torture him. He hollers, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Matter of fact, Peter later on in the book of Acts is going to point back to Calvary and said it was there that you killed the prince of life and yet even though brother Dale they were doing what seemed like was an unpardonable crime Jesus was saying father forgive them he stood there amazed and when Jesus died having seen having seen the sun turn black for three hours not an eclipse an eclipse only lasts for moments this is three hours of darkness when God hung a veil between heaven and earth and would not allow mankind to look on the Father placing all of your sin and my sin on Him and Him being a substitute. God, it was such a holy transaction man couldn't even look on it. And the centurion saw three hours of darkness. He saw the graves open. He felt the earth shake. he never seen anything like this. This man according uh, to Matthew 27 verse 54 says truly this was the Son of God. Uh, he, it, was, it was a maze to him uh, but he was an alert man. Uh, he is watching Jesus. He is alarmed man. The Bible says that he feared greatly uh, but he was an accurate man. Uh, he said truly uh, this was the Son of God. Uh, amen. No man uh, can ever go to Calvary can ever intelligently listen to the seven things Jesus said and leave without being affected. Nobody who's ever been under conviction and ever been brought to the foot of the cross has ever left saying that Jesus didn't love him. For it is on Calvary that God expresses his love. And it is at Calvary that man can experience his love. Oh hallelujah for Calvary the thief on the right side experienced that love. The thief said in Luke 23 and verse 42, you'll read it. He said, the thief said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You see, it wasn't just at Calvary. You do see man at his worst, but you see God at his best. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. And it wasn't just a place of 
of revelation showing that the centurion and the soldiers that he was indeed the very Christ. But it was a place of supplication. As you see the right thief, the right side thief, it was a place of salvation. It was a proclamation of repentance. Verse 41. Look, look what he said. He said indeed we're getting what we deserve. That thief on the right spoke to the one on the left. He said we indeed justly we received the due reward of our deeds. You see on this scene at Calvary, this place of Calvary, it is a place of revelation where you see God and who he is and you see man and what he is. But it's also a place of salvation where people can call on God and say Lord forgive me. And that's what the thief did. He made a proclamation of repentance. He said he's not He's not dying. Jesus is not dying for what he did. He's done nothing amiss, but we're getting exactly what we deserve. Amen. Amen. That man, he made a plea for forgiveness. He said, remember me. He made a prayer of faith. He said, when thou comest into thy kingdom. Look what the Bible said. Amen. In verse number 42, he said to Jesus, this thief on the right side, this place of salvation. Notice he said Lord. I say glory to God for that. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 12 that no man can call him Lord except by the Holy Ghost. You see it was this thief that started railing just like the other thief. But by the end of the verse it went from two cussing him to one cussing him and the other one begging him. Oh I'm glad. Thank God. It don't matter how long you've been in sin it don't matter how bad your sins been he can forgive you somebody said preacher God doesn't save people on their deathbed you better tell that thief that amen he saved him on his deathbed Woo! I'm glad that he saves people this is a place of salvation amen he made a promise notice what the Bible said he said Lord it's a prophetic statement it's a plea of forgiveness it's a prayer of faith. Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He saw Jesus at his supposed weakest point and yet he saw him as a king. He recognized he was indeed the son of God. He recognized he was indeed the Lord and he recognized indeed he was king. We see his sonship, his lordship and his kingship and that thief said when you come to your kingdom and a kingdom is only occupied by a king he recognized him as king oh hallelujah hallelujah it's it's very it's very possible that this thief on the right side had never heard of Jesus it's possible that he'd never come into contact with Jesus and according to his habits and the people that he hung around he wasn't raised at church he wasn't raised at the temple according to the lifestyle that he was a rebel he was rebellious against the overlords of Rome and he was brought sedition and murder and he's in that crowd a thief, a murderer friend can I tell you today if God will save a murderer amen he can save anybody if God will save a thief he can save anybody and before I forget it he can use a murderer too. Moses was a murderer. I 
and God used him. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. God can, God will bring everybody to confrontation with the place at Calvary. It's a place of salvation. Amen. Notice what the Bible said. The Bible said about this thief, uh, he made, made this plea of forgiveness. He made this prayer of faith. Uh, he, he said, when you come to your kingdom, he knew, he knew this wasn't going to be the end. In fact, let me put it real plain. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. But that ain't all it says. It says you've got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, that God raised him from the dead. You know what that thief on the right side did? He confessed with his mouth and he believed in his heart in the resurrection. He said, when thou comest into thy kingdom. He looked at the Lord and he's unrecognizable. Every bone's out of joint and he could still see he was in control. He reigned from the tree. He controlled his death. He dismissed his spirit. He didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it's finished, amen. And he died being fully capable of taking himself off the cross but if he had come off the cross, we couldn't have been saved. Ain't you glad he died for your sin and mine? Paid a debt we couldn't pay. Hallelujah. For Calvary is a place, amen, of forgiveness, of salvation. Amen. He saw at Calvary. What did he see, preacher? He saw everything that you and I seen the day we got saved. He confessed everything that you and I did uh, when he got saved, when we got saved. In Matthew 24, the Bible says this, and verse 43 and 44, also in our text, amen, we see it in our text as well, that when he made that plea of forgiveness, when he made that prayer of faith, when he made that prophetic picture of the future, you know what Jesus said to him? He said today. You know what he said? He said, this ain't the end of you neither, buddy. You've trusted in me. This ain't your end. He said, today started out your worst day, but it's fixing to be your best day. Today. Hey, listen, you might have came in today. You was full of sin. You might feel like you have nothing to live for, like you're at the end of your rope. Can I tell you, today is the day. Amen. He said, today. That's a promise of future. A pardon of forgiveness. Thou shalt be with me. You can't be with God unless you're forgiven by God. Because two can't walk together unless they agree. Amen. It's a pardon. Amen. A promise. But then there's a prize. He said, you're going to get to be with me. But you're going to get to be with me in paradise. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Lord. I say glory be to God. Bless his name. These fellow travelers traveling down this old road seeing the same thing that thief saw. They denied salvation, spit in the face of our Savior. And today, I'm sitting in line at the DMV. I don't know how long it was. 
felt like his 16 hours. Amen. But I'm standing in line at the DMV outside in the freezing cold. Me and my wife trying to get an ID. I think we got there at 115. We actually got inside the building at 340, if that tells you how long. And, and when I'm sitting there, I'm playing. Uh, I've got a preacher preaching, and he's, I didn't know what he was going to preach, but he's hammering down on hell. I just let everybody hear it. Amen. Amen. Somebody need to hear something about hell is real. Are y'all listening to me? It was at that moment when that boy's life changed. It was at that moment when that boy's death changed. It was at that moment when that boy's eternity changed. And today, tonight, right now, don't put it off. Don't be so proud and boastful. You ashamed of God, he'll be ashamed of you. You'll die and go to hell. You can know the truth and still go to hell. Are y'all listening to this preacher? You can know the truth and still go to hell. You can know everything in the Bible. The Bible says the devils know and they tremble. But you've got to trust Christ. You've got to repent. And at that moment, at this moment tonight, your life can change. Your death can change. Your eternity can change. I say hallelujah. Woo! Amen! Hallelujah. When I look at Calvary at this place of salvation, y'all have heard me say it before, I believe there's three thieves at Calvary. Amen. There's a thief on the right side, there's a thief on the left side, and there's a thief in the middle. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, Revelation 16, 15 says he's going to come back like a thief and snatch away his church. Somebody say amen. Woo! Amen. He's going to come back like a thief in the night. Amen. Do you know what he did on that day he robbed too you know what he robbed he robbed sin of a captive he robbed hell of another tenant and he robbed Satan of another soul ain't you glad thank God Woo! God will snatch you out of that life take you from darkness to life I say hallelujah he'll do it for you friend thank God for Calvary hey man what this old thief what changed what was it that he did. Well, he reverend God. Notice what he said. Dost thou not fear God? And verse 40, he said to the other thief, he said, dost thou not fear God? He feared God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The problem in our day, people don't fear God. And most of the community don't fear God because most churches don't fear God. Preach on, preacher. He reverend God. Amen. We need to reverence God. He renounced self. You'll never get saved until you renounce yourself, until you turn your back on self, until you say, I'm sick of sin. Here, I always meet people. I'm going to say it one more time in case you missed it the last time. Commercial break. At the prison and the jail. Here's one thing I always try to say. Y'all boys, some of you I've seen when you're 16, I mean in jail. I've seen them when they're 16. I've seen them back when I was 18 and one of them I've seen in there I can't even tell you how many times and I've seen him ever since I've been going to jail he's in and out in and out in and out and makes a profession goes right back to sinning makes a profession goes right back to doing dope makes a profession goes right to whoremonging I mean the same old mess I said man have you ever really been saved I just want to ask you this I know you can be backslid I know but has there ever been a change in your life have you ever Renounce self. You can't keep going to the same playground, hanging around the same playmates, playing with the same play toys, and expect to come out with something different. That's the definition of insanity. You've got to be saved. Let God change you. 
Amen. If you're in Christ, you'll be a new creature. Ain't that right? Boy, that milk's good. Amen. I'm talking about, amen, there'll be a change in your life. And so he, he reverend God. He renounced self. Verse 41. We indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. He renounced himself. He took ownership of his sin. You know why most folks can't get, and then we're living in a day uh, of folks thinking they can just get by with somebody taking care of them. I mean, young people in our day, it ain't really their fault mom and daddy has made a crowd of lazy people I feel like preaching right there preach on preacher amen y'all know I'm right amen and man they think they deserve it and Biden didn't do no better I don't care who he was and what parties are from but when you pay somebody more money to stay at the house than you do for them to get off their hind end and get to work what do you expect people to do somebody help me somebody help me amen I ain't looking for a handout I'm looking for a hand up. And Jesus can give you a hand up. Say amen. Woo, amen. He renounced himself. He took ownership. He didn't blame his mama. He didn't blame his daddy. He didn't blame his environment. Situational ethics. Oh, preacher, based on the situation and the environment, uh, that's why they'll never get a run up on the ladder. I said hogwash, hogwash. Anybody that was born uh, before 1990 got abused as a child. Oh, y'all say Amen. By the definition of this crowd, hey man, if you ain't never got beat so hard you couldn't walk, you ain't never had no whooping. Quit whining to your preacher. Somebody say amen. Hey man, every once in a while, you ought to have your knees buckle. I mean, my principal used to wear folks out for kissing in the hall. I mean, you remember that, bro, Mr. Turner, Brother Michael? My God, I thought he hit bone when he hit me. I'm telling you, hey man, this principal gave more whoopings in our day than most parents do in this day. God help us. If they don't respect parental authority, they won't respect preacher authority, they won't respect big police authority and they'll end up as thugs and will be no wonder when they end up in jail. Somebody help me. He renounced himself. Somebody say amen. Amen. He renounced himself. He reverend God. Amen. You know what he's saying, Brother Dale? Here's what he's saying. I'm in no condition to die. But I'm in prime condition to get saved. Amen. Woo! When you ever come to the end of yourself, you won't care who's in the church, who's around, who knows it. You, matter of fact, when God gets you in the right place under the right kind of conviction, when hell gets real to you, when you smell the brimstone coming off the flames of the fires of hell, when you take sides with God and say, you know, you're right, God, I ought to go to hell. I did when you get in that kind of shape you won't care if they put it on a billboard in Madison Square Garden you'll be thanking God that you got saved somebody help me I say amen this boy's pride's gone his priority is definite and his profession his confession is clear notice this not only did he reverend God not only did he renounce self he respected Christ look at verse 41 the last part it says, but this man has done nothing amiss. Oh my, he respected Christ. You know what he said? The psalmist wrote down 
Christ speaking through the psalmist in Psalm 69 verse 20 speaking of this scene at Calvary said that Jesus looked for his comforters and he found none at Calvary. This and this thief on the right side respected Christ. He realized who Christ was. He reverent who Christ was. He called out and asked God to forgive him. You know what he's a doing brother? I'm going to tell you what he's a doing. He's a realizing that he's got the only answer. Amen for his problem. He's got the only cure. Amen for his disease. He's, he was the only human witness to the innocence of Jesus Christ. Where's bold Peter at? Where's loving John at. He's taking care of the mama. I know where he's at. Where's hopeful James at? They're deserting. Jesus is dying. The loneliest of the lonely. You don't know lonely friend until you've met Jesus. He's the loneliest of the lonely. You'll never be alone like he was. Amen. The greatest vision of our day is when some old sinner walks down the aisle gives their life to the Lord. See, this place is not just a place of revelation. It's not just a place of salvation, but it's a place of meditation. Amen. Bible said in chapter 27 of Matthew, verse 36, and sitting down, they watched him there. They sit there and meditated and the spectacle that was going on. Amid all the noise and all the clamor, all the crowd, the screaming of the two thieves, everything that Jesus was saying, him turning the lights off for three hours. I mean everything that was going on. Hey man, to think of the anxiousness and the details and the agony and the sufferings and they could probably call it back because they sit there, the Bible says, and watched. And that means to gaze with interest. That means, the word there watch means to gaze with concern. To gaze with contemplation. And they sit there and it's that way every day, every time we meet at church. People come, they watch people get saved. They hear preachers preach on the cross of Calvary. They'll hear, they'll hear the preacher tell folks that today's the day for them to get saved. And they'll leave out with a smart elegant attitude. They're sitting there gazing. They're interested but not interested enough. They'll say things like this. Well, this preacher's going to be the same like it's always. And listen, I felt that way too when I was lost. But the day that I got saved, life changed. Amen. And I can't get enough for the preaching. I can't get enough of the singing. I don't know how God's going to move. Sometimes he'll move through singing and we'll worship him. And sometimes he'll, wor- he'll get us through shouting and somebody will shout and testify and he'll get us to worship. But every once in a while, he'll let somebody preach the scripture and point us to Calvary. We get so real we can smell the fish jumping out of Galilee. That Bible so alive, it's liable to jump out of your lap. I mean, God's on a throne and cross gets a real you can see it see him dying for you suffering for you and at that moment the Lord speaks to your heart conviction sets in get with God at that moment amen amen it's a place of meditation think about what I'm saying the greatest vision of the day in mortal eyes is not seeing a crippled man get up I've seen miracles I have I mean real miracles I mean cancer healed Cancer that's there, healed. Think we've seen it in the church. We've seen God do, have we not, church? Miracles. And, and sometimes people try to help God out a little bit. 
They say, well, maybe the doctor was wrong with the first test. No, if you keep acting like that, God's going to quit answering your prayer because you ain't going to give him glory for it. Amen. I, I remember when my boy had a crooked back. And, uh, man, we prayed. And we went to the doctor and his back straight. I mean, that, that wasn't a mistake. I had x-ray one and I had a week between and x-ray two. Hey, man, it went from surgery, braces, uh, twisted like a rope to the straightest back the doctor said they'd ever seen. What happened? God happened. That's what happened. Hey, man, went from a test and all the tests that said, man, I'm telling you, baby's going to have Down syndrome. Until the, until the baby's born, they still said he had Down syndrome. Took him to do all these tests. Hey, man, prayers was already answered. Come back and they said, well, ain't a thing wrong with him. Said, except he's healthy. Amen. I say, glory be to God. We've seen miracles. We've seen a woman in the home church want to come down to church pray for her. And God healed her of cancer. And then she got a little nervous. Pays Benny in to pray for a thousand dollars cancer comes back honest to God truth she gets for the church she said I doubted God and I, I wouldn't have been in lay his wicked hands on me and I need you that's what she said don't blame me though I agree amen and then amen and then Woo, amen. And, and then uh, he said, I need y'all to pray. And God healed her again, brother. As far as I know, she might, she died of old age, never got cancer again. What do you say? I'm saying we've seen miracles, but the greatest miracle that's ever took place is when God takes a drunk and makes him a good, clean man. When God takes a street walker, amen, and makes him a choir singer, God help, takes him from the mire to the choir. God does that. How, preacher? Because of John 1, he made it like this. He said he's the light that shines in darkness. He's the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And he's the ladder that reaches from earth to heaven. I say glory be to God. Woo! They're watching. They're meditating. So we see the careful watch of the soldiers. The jealous watch of the enemies. The anxious watch of the friends. The wandering watch of angels. But thank God for the satisfying watch of the sovereign. Isaiah 53 10 says, The Father says, It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. I can't fathom how the Father would give the Son for us, but he did. He said, He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Oh, I thank God for the satisfied watch of the sovereign. It wasn't just me looking. It wasn't just angels looking. Thank God the sovereign father of the universe. Hey the father looked at the son as the son took your sin in mind and the father says the law has been fulfilled. Payment has been made. Now I don't have to
for what Jesus did at Calvary. Spurgeon said this about Calvary, about meditating on it. He said, Spurgeon said, Calvary preaching, Calvary theology, Calvary books, Calvary sermons. That's what we want. He said, in proportion, as we have Calvary exalted, based on how much we exalt Christ on Calvary, we'll magnify how much gospel is being preached and sinners being saved. As Spurgeon said, there's no scene. And sacred history that ever gladdens the soul like the scene of Calvary. He said Spurgeon said and I agree with him. I wish that our ministry that is mine specifically might be tied up and tethered to the cross. I would have no other subject to set before sinners but Jesus and him crucified buried, risen, and coming again. Hey, church, it's the grandest subject. It's the greatest scene. It's the glory and the grace that's dispensed at a meditating place called Calvary. It's not just a place of meditation, salvation. Not just a place, but it's also a place of cooperation. Look what the Bible says. The Bible talks about John standing there in the crowd. Amen. And the Bible says this in John 19. He says, now they're stood by the cross of Jesus' mother. Amen. Jesus never called her mother. Amen. He called her woman, but he never called her mother. She was a human vessel to bring God in the flesh into this world. But he loved this best friend on earth. Notice what he said. There stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Talking about John. Then he saith to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. He sent him back to the house. He's left there now alone. None of the disciples that stood, they're all deserted him. John was more privileged than any other disciple because he got to take care of the treasure of Christ on earth. That woman that carried him for nine months. And he made the wound that he was carried in. He made the milk that came from her body. He made the woman that held his hand while he walked. I say glory be to God. Hallelujah. He walked on water, but she held his hand while he took his first step. Church, I'm telling you, he became like us at all points, tempted in every way, so that he could be our perfect sacrifice, so we could go to heaven. I say amen. I can't quit preaching about it. Thank God. He put him in the nursing home ministry at Calvary. I say hallelujah. Amen. The heavy responsibility that was on this disciple. The Lord knew John would take care of his mother. Amen. And his mother would love on John. And so they, they put them together. It's a place of cooperation. What are you saying, preacher? God has let, gathered us up at Calvary as Christians to tell us about other souls that he wants us to take care of. Every single person in this building should show compassion, making a difference. There's wicked people dying and going to hell. And if God would help us, we can share the gospel and make a difference in their life. There's weary people. They're wore out. They're wore out from the things of sin and the way this world treats them. And we have the greatest message that can bring them to the place of Calvary. It's a cooperation place. 
days. I'm saying God did everything that needed to be done and sat down on the right hand. And now we've got a work to carry out. That is spreading the good news and sowing the seed. And don't blame the seed. Hey, man, it's as good as it's always been. And grounds is just as bad as it's always been. Some's good. Some's bad. Some's got thorns. Some's rocks. Hey, but don't matter. The seed's good. And you just sow the seed and water it with tears. And God will let it come up. Say amen. Amen, hallelujah, glory to God. Help us to realize that we're workers together with Christ. Then it's a place of adoration. Notice what the Bible said in Revelations 5, 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy, for thou wast slain, hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and people and tongue and nation. Hallelujah. I stand amazed, Brother Dale, that God would love somebody like me. Hallelujah. I bless his name when we reach heaven. All the former experiences, all the things that we failed, amen, will be forgotten. But the cross will remain in our thoughts forever because the only man-made thing are the wounds in his hands. And we'll still see the wounds and the nail prints in his hand. I believe the old John Bunyan knew that wrote Pilgrim's Progress. He said it like this. Blessed cross, blessed sepulcher. Blessed rather the man who went to the cross and buried in the sepulcher and dealt with my heart and saved my soul. Blessed be the man of Calvary. Oh, this place is a place where lives are changed, where homes are restored, where saints and sinners get right with God. Oh, thank God for a saving place, a meditating place, a revealing place, a cooperating in the ministry place. God, help us to be a shouting place when you come to Calvary and you see what Jesus did according to Zephaniah 3.17 it said the Lord will rejoice over us in righteousness I looked that word up rejoice I don't care if you don't believe me or not you can check it out yourself How about here's what it means it means to spin around in circles I mean, when God gets over one of his saints at Zephaniah 3.17, if he's doing that over us getting saved by his love, why in the world can we sit on our hands of do nothing over him? <laughs> why? Because he loved us and died for us. Amen. And he's coming back to get us. But you know what? We've been so numb. By every TV show and everything that we read and all that we see. But Calvary don't even mean much to us. But I want you to think about this, not just the physical suffering. It ought to make you shout. But the spiritual suffering. This is God being forsaken by God. He had did no sin. There was no guile in his mouth. And yet God had to turn his back on God while our sin was being placed on him. And it was so holy of a transaction, he wouldn't even let unholy eyes see it. And he saw your soul and mine as being worth the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. He didn't spare the whole world, but he did spare Noah. He didn't spare the angels that cohabitated with women. But he did, amen, he did spare us. Yeah. The 
Bible even said that won't even suffice. They didn't try Sodom and Gomorrah and destroy them. It don't surprise me that he didn't inspire the whole world. Their mind and imagination was only evil continually. It doesn't surprise me that angels that left their first estate and did what they shouldn't do against nature and inhabited men's bodies and cohabitated with women. Hey, it doesn't surprise me. And giants was born unto them. That doesn't surprise me that God reserved them unto darkness and didn't spare them. But what surprises me is that he used the same words when he says in Romans 8, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? If Jesus died at Calvary, why wouldn't he do everything else that you need? I say bless that place of Calvary. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you God for the place called Calvary. It's a place of revealing. It's a place of adoration. It's a place of meditation. It's a place of cooperation. They some of us have been falling down on our part, Lord. We ain't been so fresh thought from God. We got to go back to Calvary and get some things revealed to us. Oh, God, would you please?